This. Hello. Grand Rising Laquita here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. I'm sorry. Can there was two of you talking? Who is that again? Grand Rising. This is Laquita. Happy Monday. Oh, hi Laquita. Happy Monday. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. I am your hostess for today. Happy Monday. Good morning, JC. It's Miss B. Hi, Miss B. Have a good day and happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Can I put a prayer request in? Yes, you can. For my friend Rosa. She's having a time trying to, you know, raise her kids with all these rules that they have nowadays. Mm-hmm. So just family. Just pray for the family? Yes. You know, and right. actually not her family, but fam- young people that are raising children. Uh, for families. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. I know what you mean. <laughs> Awesome. 
Yvonne, happy Monday. You enjoy a blessed day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, sweetheart. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, sis. Good morning, sis Susie. <laughs> happy Monday. Thank you. Keep me in your prayers, okay? I got you, sweetie. Okay, love you. I love you more. <laughs> love you most, sis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say hi to Rick. I sure will, honey. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Have a good day. You too. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. This is Sister Lisa. Happy Monday. And God bless everyone on the call. And thank God for Palm Sunday this week. And God is good. And hey, hey. Have a hey, great day. Hey, hey. Hey, sister. Uh, Have a great day as well. And yes, God is good all the time. Enjoy your Monday. You too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Good morning, it's Yvette. Happy Monday. Good morning, Yvette. Have a good day. Thank you. Morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Good morning. This is Shana. Happy Monday. Good morning, Shana. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. This is Lucille. Happy Monday. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Lucille. You enjoy a blessed day as well. Good morning, JC. Good morning, Declare Victory. It is Resilient Restore Rochelle, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. It is a Monday, y'all. Let's manifest through the week. I love y'all. Have a good day. Amen. I love you, too. Good morning, Resilient. I forgot the other one, but Rochelle. Restore. Restore. There we go. Resilient Restored Rochelle. Happy Monday, sweetheart. Excuse me. You have a blessed day as well. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank you. Anyone else before we get started with the call? Okay, before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Okay, let's get started. 
Hello again. My name is JC, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of April, where our monthly theme is entitled Mindset. The declares will focus on the importance of having the right mindset to follow Christ and execute out his will. Make sure, excuse me, make sure you invite a friend. Excuse me one second, guys. My apologies. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples or married hopefuls. You can call in to the same phone number tonight at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. The order of the call, I'm so sorry, guys. We had a few spoken prayer requests. The first one was from Miss B. She's asking for prayer for his friend Rosa and also for everyone raising young kids these days. You know, there's a lot going on, and we need to keep these babies in prayer. Continued prayers for Sis Sheezy. And I'm also asking for prayer as I go have a, a little um, surgery this morning. So thank you all. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda. Declaration will be brought by Kathy. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda. Declaration will be brought by Kathy. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today, Colossians 3 and 2, set your mind on the things above, not on things that are on earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Yolanda. Guys, have a blessed day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, bowing before you, Lord, prostrate in uh, my heart, Lord, open, Lord God, to whatever your will and to your way, bringing before you the petitions of your people, Lord God. Lord God, I pray for Rosa. I pray for every child in this generation, Lord God. They're trying to put restraints upon how 
we should raise our children. But God, your rod says, spare, your word says, spare the rod and spoil the child, Lord God. So, God, I just pray that you would give us what we need, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that these children will have a uh, heart to hear, Lord God, and be mindful, Lord God. Help them to know that you are great, God, and you are the only way, not only in this world, but in the next, Lord God. So give Rosa and every parent rearing uh, young children, Lord God. Give them everything that they need. Emotional support, Lord God. Spiritual support, Lord God. Give them what they need, Lord Jesus. I pray also now for JC, Lord God, that this procedure that she's going through this morning, Lord God, that you will be with her, Lord God, that you will quicken uh, the procedure, Lord God, and that all will be well. I thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, as we declare it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray continue prayers for Susie and Rick, Lord God, that you will just continue to be with her, Lord God, alleviate and terminate any pain, uh, stress in her body, Lord God. Help her, Lord God, to know, to continue to know that you are the great I am, Lord Jesus, and that you are the healer of healing, Lord God, and everything is possible through you. Father God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, God, thanking you, thanking you, God, just for who you are. Lord God, help us to keep our mind stayed on thee, Lord God. Lord God, help us, Lord God, renew and restore a right spirit within us, Lord God, so that we will be afresh and anew, Lord God. Thanking you for every day that we wake up, Lord God. Being mindful, God, to pray to you and to think about you and to think on you and to uh, study your words every day, God. Help us, Lord God, to keep you in the forefront of our hearts and our minds, Lord God. I just bless your name this morning. God, we need you now more than ever before, Lord God, with the times of of the world and all that is going about uh, right before our very eyes, Lord God. Revelation upon revelation, God. Oh, God, help us to keep our mind set and stay on you, God. Help us to know that no matter what, no matter what, that we know that we know that we know that we know, God, we know that your will will be done. No matter what nobody says, Lord God, no matter what anybody thinks, Lord God, your will will be done, that you are the only true and living God, that you are the great I am, that you are Abba Father God, that you are El Shaddai, Lord God, that you are Shalom God. Help us to know, help us to rest within you, Lord God. Help our minds not to be full of fear and and concern and strife and grief, God. Help us to know, Lord God, that when our mind is on you, Lord God, Nothing can sway us. Nothing can can deter us, Lord God. Nothing can make us fearful, Lord Jesus. So I bless your name right now. I thank you for what 
us up this morning. I thank you for giving us another day. I thank you for when we inhaled and exhaled, Lord God. I thank you for the activities of our body, Lord God. I thank you, God, and we need you, God, and we believe in you, God, and we trust in you, God, and we lean on you, God, and we depend upon you, God, and we look to you, God, because you are our God, Lord God. There's nothing and no one before you, God. You are great, God. You are the greatest, God. You are sovereign, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And your power is inexhaustible. So I bless your name right now. And as we take our phones off of mute, Lord God, help us to pray to you, God. Help us to praise you, God. Oh, God, please accept our prayers, Lord God.
Kathy, if you're speaking, we cannot hear you. One moment. Nope. Um, Rochelle, maybe you have her muted. No, it, she may have the wrong number. Hello. Uh-uh. Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. You can hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Can you guys hear me? Okay. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm sorry I'm a little teary-eyed this morning. Um, thank you for our greeter this morning. God bless you, woman of God, and for our prayer warrior, our intercessor this morning. Thank you. Declare victory again. Um, you know, I'm always honored uh, to be called upon by God, just to be used by God. If I don't take it lightly, um, especially now for the times that we live in um, and the things that are going on. But I'm definitely going to get right into this word so we can jump into this month about mindset. I thank God for this theme. God knows exactly. He knows exactly what he's doing, even when we don't. Um, This this topic is, is piercing deep inside my soul this morning, and I just want to share with you what God has given me and get out of your way. Um, So God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. And so we're just going to be coming from a very, very familiar text this morning, very familiar text out of Romans chapter 12 verse number two. We're just going to touch one verse today um, because there's so much information just in that one verse that we could uh, expound upon. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version in your hearing. And so uh, what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse number two, and it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. And if I had to put a title on this lesson for today, it would just be a question. Uh, The question would be, what's on your mind? And when we think about that question, there could be so many answers that resonate in our in our thoughts and in our spirit, what's on your mind. Uh, it's almost like asking someone, how are you doing? And if you ever ask the person, how are you doing? They, they've either said, I'm good, or, you know, I'm blessed, or I'm well, or I'm sick, but there's always some type of answer uh, that brings about, it provokes us to think on the inside about what we feel and what we're going through. Um, This is a very familiar scripture that we all have heard over the course of our lives. We've heard 
sermons preached with the topic on a renewed mind or a transformation of life. We've had it taught in seminars and in conferences and at workshops and more. And the focal point is always the same, that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And although we may know now with all of the education on transformation and renewal, we, we know what to do, but are we clear on how to do what it is that we need to do? See, there's always a how to, even though you have the information, how can I move my information to a place of transformation? Do we understand how the mind works enough to know how it should or could work after a renewal? Do we understand what happens in our brains when we compartmentalize different thoughts and begin to use our minds as a file cabinet, filing away things that we should have discarded or dismantled? or destroyed? Do we use our mind to just store information that ends up coming out of our mouth? If we're honest with ourselves, we know that there are areas in our lives that needs to be changed, but oftentimes what happens is we begin to work on the outer part because most people believe that transformation is exterior. Oh, God, thank you. God said that there is an interior makeup of who we've been, who we became, and who we are becoming that will demonstrate to the world outwardly what you really look like inwardly. He said that there is a makeup of who we've been, became, and who we are becoming that will demonstrate to the world outwardly what you really are mentally on the inside. What is on your mind shows up in your manners. And this is why it's important to have the right mindset, because how you mind your mind will show how you are with your manners. Your behavior becomes an outward appearance of what you've thought about. God, thank you. If you've ever seen someone who's celebrating their change or their transformation, it's usually about something they did as opposed to something that they thought. Oh, God. But something that they thought or even believed or behaved that. So usually the transformation is outward. It, it's something that they've changed on the outside. It, it's not normal that we see people post or talk or discuss or have conferences or seminaries or workshops or podcasts about how God changed their mind about themselves. We see hair transformations, body transformations, houses being remodeled, cars being fixed up, even your office desk being redecorated because we always change our minds about what we look like, but do we ever change our mind about what we think like? Glory to your name, God. How often do we, we see this discussed as their experience with God, as God has transformed how I thought? Do we ever hear it testified about how God changed the way I was thinking? Oh, God. See, the way that Paul writes this particular letter is he says, to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oftentimes what we do is we try to dictate how other people think. So what we do is we try to impart our thoughts into others' thoughts, and that's a very dangerous thing to allow someone to plant seed oh God, into a ground that's fertile, glory to your name, because what it will do is it will begin to produce their thoughts in you. 
But if they don't have the thoughts in the mind of God, you don't want that input inputted in your life. And so God says that 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 we have to have this discussion and this experience with 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 how God has transformed how we were thinking about how God has transformed not just our outward lives but our inward abilities, our inward lives, our inward thoughts, the things that we stop and meditate on, the things that we ponder about what's on your mind. God said even this morning when you were preparing to get on the call to come into declare victory, what was on your mind? Were you thinking about me or were you thinking about what you had to do throughout the day? I wonder how long this call is going to last. I wonder how long Pastor LaFleur will preach this word so that I can get back to my normal duty. God said, what's on your mind? Because what's on your mind will show up in your behavior. So, so not just about our lives. God, God wants to change your thinking, not just about your life, but about the way you think about others' lives. Are you the one that sits around and thinks about why a person is the way they are and judge them for how or what they've done without thinking about yourself? God says, do you pass up the mirror to pick up the magnifying glass, what's on your mind? The, the dictionary defines mindset as, an, as the established set of attitudes held by someone. And I know that's a little bit different because sometimes we don't equate the mind as a behavior. Oh, God. We don't understand that your mind is so attached to your mannerism that it will cause you to behave a certain way based off what you're thinking. If you're thinking about something that happened to you in the past, normally what will happen is you will start to feel it. You will start to feel the way you used to feel even though you haven't even experienced that in the now. It could be something of your childhood that triggers something in your future that will bring back the feeling and that feeling will bring up a conversation and that conversation will bring up a behavior. Now you're sitting there mad over a thought. God said the thought happened years ago. The actions happened years ago but because you took time and pondered on it. Now you're upset at something that happened years and years ago. So what's on your mind? Glory to God. He says, he says, he says, Paul exhorts us as believers to be transformed, to be changed to, to by the renewing of our minds, by our noose, which is the Greek word for the mind. But it, it, and noose means our intellect or understanding. Sometimes our minds will have us behaving a certain way because of a myth understanding. Listen, you can misunderstand something. Yeah, doesn't mean that you're ignorant. It doesn't mean that you're dumb. It means that you didn't have the fullness of what was happening and you begin to act out over a misunderstanding. That happens in your intellectual mind. Your understanding happens in the core of your mind. And so God says, what's on your mind? He's telling us this. He says, Paul is telling us, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. So don't be conformed to this world. He said, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. See, you think that the new person comes when you change the way you dress. You think that the new person comes when you change where you live. The new person doesn't come when you change directions. The new person comes when you change your mind. You got to change your mind about you. Oh, God. It, it starts 
with you. It begins with you and it ends with you. So he's telling us, don't copy the behaviors. Don't copy the customs. Don't copy the rituals. Don't copy the patterns of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Yeah. And which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, God has a plan for us that is pleasing, it's good, it's perfect. It increases our value. Oh God, it increases the value of who we are on the inside so that it reflects his image on the outside. And and so conform just means to be shaped around something. So to be conformed means to shape around something, to take the shape of it, or to be in patterned after it. Paul is not saying don't be conformed to anything, oh God, but what he is saying is specifically don't be conformed and shaped and patterned and wrapped around the world. Oh God, he makes it so specific that we don't have to guess what Paul is talking about. He says, don't be shaped, don't be wrapped around the things that are in the world. He said, but wrap your mind ooh, around God's mind. Wrap your mind around the thoughts that God has for you to prosper you and not harm you and to give you an expected end. Can you wrap your mind around the love that it took to hang on the cross to die for the sins that we keep doing? How can you wrap your mind about around the love that God has given his only and last and, and, and one and only son that whosoever believes. Can you wrap your mind about God that, that is mindful of men? Who, who is this God that knows exactly who I am in a world full with so many other people? Who is this God that cares and loves me so much that he will chase down out of my sea? He will chase me down in the nightclub to get me out of darkness and bring me into the marvelous light. What was on God's mind in the beginning of creation was you. So God says, what's on your mind? Because I know what I think about you, and I know the plans that I have for you, but I need to know what you plan, God. I need to know what you're thinking. I need to know what's on your mind. And so as we begin to follow Christ and have a closer relationship with Christ, individually, right? Because it's, this word is for you. Our minds should pattern, it should bend, it should wrap around his mindset. Yeah. So what kind of mindset should you have? The same mind that is in Christ Jesus should be in us. And we can begin to look like him and, and, and then we will begin to act like him. We will begin to walk and really talk like him. We, we will begin to move like him and behave like him. We will begin to, yeah, God, we will begin to hear, yeah, God, we will begin to hear like God. We will begin to feel like Christ did. Christ says in the scripture, I love this scripture that talks about when, when Jesus saw them, he had compassion. He doesn't know the story, but just to look at, oh God, who they are, just to look at what they're going through, just to look at what they've been through, he has compassion. He says, if you wrap your mind around who I am, you understand when you look outwardly at others, you'll look at them through my eyes. If you can listen through my ears and you can understand the same mind that my son had, then you will begin to structure your life towards others as my son did, where he laid down some things for them. He laid down the most important thing that we try to hold on to, and that's life. He said, my son laid down life for your life. Can you lay down some things for others? God said, God says, I want you to be able to love like me. It's so hard to 
the most unlovable people. And so he says, I want you to be able to forgive. Like, yes, yes. I want you to be able to forgive. I want your mind to wrap around forgiving people. God, he said, I want you to see if you can wrap your mind at forgiving that person that dogged you. It's a hard thing to wrap your mind about letting go of some things that you've held on to for such a long time. God said, I want the transformation starts when you release. Yeah, when you release it to me, yeah, it starts when you give it up. It starts when you lay it down. He said, can you wrap your mind around forgiving someone that did you the dirtiest, the lowest? Can you wrap your mind around some situations that you had to go through? And can you just be victorious instead of playing victim? Yeah, get on my side. He said, my son died victoriously, even though he hung, even though he bled, even though it went dark and there was people that left him. He died a victorious life because he held on to his mind. His, his mind wasn't lost on the cross, even though his life was. But his life was only laid down because no man taketh the life of Christ, but he lays it down because of love. God says, what will you lay down because of love? He's, and, I, and I understand that we don't want to go through forgiveness. I know you don't want to hear me throw that in there, but we have to begin to forgive and, and to let go of things that have troubled our mind for such a long time. We have to change our mindset about the people. I don't see us, but I hear you, Holy Ghost. We have to change our mind about some of the people that come against us. We got to throw in our prayer and our intercessory life. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You got to understand that there are some people that don't understand what they've done. And so can you wrap your mind about forgiving them because they didn't know? I know you think they had the information, and that's cool. They had information they should have known better. Uh, but they didn't have the transformation. They, they, they couldn't do better because they weren't transformed. But you yourselves are being transformed by what's renewing in your mind. God said, think different. He says, but will we begin to love our enemies? Listen, do you do good to those that spitefully use you? Woo! I know, I know, I know. It, 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 it's hurting right here because God is asking us to do some things and think some things and ponder on some things. Oh, God, that, that we need to do in order order to be transformed into the image and the likeness of Christ. And what happens? What happens? What happens? See, the Greek word for transformation is metamorpho, and it, it, it means to change into another form or image. That image is the one that you were before you were brokenhearted. Listen, oh, Jesus. The image that God is trying to get us to transform into by renewing our mind is to take our mind back to where we were first created before the breakup, before the heartbreak, before the divorce, before the adultery, before the betrayal, before domestic violence, before mama died, before daddy died, before the molestation, before the rape, before the eviction, before your car got repo, before you got fired, before the abandonment, before the sickness, the disease before death, God says, I want to take you back to the beginning of when I created you in the right mind. I was thinking about you from the beginning and created you in the image and the likeness of me, and then life happens. He says, and then life happens. So what we became after the pain is not who we are. It has to do with what we do, not who we are, but God says, but God says, he says, I want to remind them 
of who they really are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I know what happened to you wasn't wonderful. He said, I know what happened to you wasn't wonderful at all. But you were made wonderfully, and you were made to endure what wasn't so wonderful that happened to you. And if you can change your mindset about you, it's going to change everything you think, feel, believe, and do once you leave the victory room today. So Paul makes it clear that he speaks on an individual basis. So no matter who else is on the call, God is talking to you personally. The mind is a part of who we are. And, and from this verse, it's clear that the mind is the mechanism of transformation. The mind has the ability to impact all other areas of our life. But how do we renew it, Lord? How can I renew my mind? After all the hell I've been through, God, how can I renew my mind, God? After everything that I had endured, how can I renew my mind, God? In order to know how to renew it, you must first admit to yourself that it needs a renewal. One of the first things that people are taught uh, in, in, in different classes, whether it's alcohol, anonymous, or, or uh, drug addictions, they're taught to admit that they're a user. They're taught to admit it. That says the first thing you have to do is tell the truth and say, I need my mind changed, God. What's on my mind shouldn't be something that I'm pondering on. What I think I shouldn't think. Oh, God. Have you ever just sat back and just examined yourself and said to yourself, like, I don't really like this about me, Lord. I, I, I'm not talking about superficial. I'm not talking about the, the, the color of your, your hair or the height or anything. I'm talking about the way we act or respond, the way we behave or think or the way we are. You, you know how you have those people that say, I laid my religion down because I had to let them know who they was talking to. I'm talking about the people that, that knows how to put God to the side and change their mind about how they about to act when they think no one is watching. God, I'm talking about the ones who do nasty and ugly things and, and the Holy Spirit convicts you, and, and, and but you know that it's really not you. It's, it's something that you really don't want to do. I'm talking about the ones that can identify with the writer, Paul, that says the good that I should do, that I don't do, but that very thing that I do do, I know I shouldn't even do that. I'm talking about the ones that can be transparent enough and transformed enough to tell the truth to God to say, God, there's some areas in me that stink. There's some areas in me that need changing. There's some areas in me that don't fit with your mindset. There's some areas in me that don't fit what you said about me. There's some areas that I've conformed to the world out of my sight, and I thought that I was no good. I thought that I couldn't do it because the world said I couldn't. And I begin to conform around their truth and their belief. But I want to just renew my relationship with you so you can change my mind about me. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. And I know his grace is sufficient because Paul says, you know, uh, when he asked God to take this thorn out of his side, he said, but God says, my grace is sufficient for thee. But God said today, he said, I understand sometimes they use this text so that they can get away with the things that they should be transforming. Yeah, God, thank you, Lord. He said, sometimes people use the grace is sufficient for the things that they don't want to give up. God says, don't take grace for granted. 
Woo! God says, don't take my grace for granted because uh, Paul had to change a lot of things before he got to the thorn. I have seen God said, I left the thorn so that it would buffer him, so that it would keep him humble. Uh, there's some things in you that I didn't leave. There's just things that you don't want to let go of. I left some things in Paul because I needed him to stay humble about his call. He said, there's some things I didn't even leave in you, but, but because you don't want to turn them over, you keep hollering, my grace is sufficient. Don't take my grace for granted. God says, I need you to change your mind. But how do we move from the scriptures, oh God, in the word to the will of God? How do we move it from information to transformation? What we do is we change directions. We change it mentally before you change it physically. We change how we think before we change where we go. You ever sat in a car and you, you wanted to go somewhere and you know the route, right? See, your mind, it, it, what happens over time, over life, your mind begins to set in a normal pattern or a behavior that you are used to following. Some people call it the comfort zone, right? You know your way to work. You know your way to church. You know your way to your grocery store or your favorite store to shop at. You know the way. Ah, oh, God, thank you. He said, but can you change the route? Are you afraid to change the route to head to a different direction? Yeah, God. said, some people are so far off course. Yeah, there is a way that seems righteous unto man that leads to destruction. Your mind can take you so off course that you can be out of the way. Yeah, out of the will, God, thank you, Lord, out of the will of God and in your own direction. God says, there is a way that seems right, but in the end, you understand how off course you really were because of your thoughts. How many of you ever got in trouble in school and you had the right standards, right? I know I wasn't the only, I mean, I was smart in school, but that smart don't mean I wasn't bad. The smart doesn't mean I wasn't mischievous. Smart doesn't mean I didn't try to get away with some things. And so if you ever had to write standards, standards were a punishment that we had for acting out of character or, or conducting ourselves in a manner that was not pleasing. It, it was a punishment for disobedience. The mind is like standards. It, it takes a course that becomes a vicious cycle on the road that never ends. If you had to write standards, you understand that you had to write the same thing over and over. I will not chew gum in class. I will not chew gum in class. I will, because what they're trying to do to your mind is to, oh God, is to impart a different behavior. So the word of God, if you read your word, if you study your word, if you spend time in the word, what it does is it changes the direction. It changes the pattern. It changes the course for your life. It changes the road that you were once used to and on and leads you into a place of life instead of a place of destruction. He said the standard was set to write it down over so that you will get it in your mind so the next time, yes, yeah, you come to class, you spit the gum out before you get there. God says the standard is the next time you think about a certain thing that shouldn't be a part of your mindset, you begin to throw it out. You dismiss those thoughts. You bring everything under subjection into the mind of Christ. You begin to cast out those things that God ain't said about you. I understand that people may have told you some things about you. And God says, but they weren't true because I wasn't talking. Yeah. God says, I wasn't talking. I would never call you lazy. 
never call you a chicken. I would never call you out your name. I know you by name, and I created you in my image and in my likeness, so I need you to start throwing out those standards that man has put on your life, that you have to be expected to be this way, to be conformed to what they need to see in the world. God said, I need you to start throwing out the standard of mankind so that you can understand that their mind is not like mine. I need you to take out the conformity of their standard, what their woman should look like, what a God-fearing woman should look like. I need you to take away the standard, even from the church, the religious sect that don't understand that I'm God and I do things the way I want to do things. I need you to start throwing out stuff before you walk in the door. That said, if a child has put in his mind that I won't chew gum in class, right? And they throw the gum out before they come into the room. God says, I need you to start coming in to declare victory, throwing out some things before you get into the victory room. I need you not to bring that mess that somebody else said about you in here. I need you to only think about what I said about you. And this is where transformation happens when you stop listening to the world and you start listening to God. And we start listening to the world when we watch things on TV and see how we should look as women. Yes. And so we get upset with our curves and, and our extra pounds. And, and we get upset with the length of our hair. And, and we get upset with the shapes of our, our faces and, and things like that. And we begin to filter. Yeah, Oh, speak God. We begin to filter those things, uh, but it's not changed. God says a filter hasn't changed you because when the filter's off, you feel the same. God says, I need you to un be unfiltered, be unadulterated, be unapologetically who you are, and not to be conformed to the filter look, to the way the world wants to see you, to the way the world needs to see your house, your cars, your money, your, your ministry. God says, I need you to be transformed by renewing your mind. Glory to your name, God. He says, he says, the mind is like standards because it takes a course that becomes a vicious cycle. I just need you to write down some standards this morning. I, I want to give you some standards that you have to understand in order to understand your transformation. I need you to write down these standards. These are disciplines. Right on my side, this is discipline for how we were thinking. Uh, God says, I want you to write down just four words. I want you to write down input, right? I want you to write down input. And then when you write down input, I want you to draw a line, uh, arrow pointing at the next word. So write the word down input. If you don't have it, don't worry. I promise I'll post it on my page or send it to uh, Dion or, or Rochelle or somebody that can post it and put it in the, on the Claire Victory's uh, Facebook page. If you're not following, jump there. Um, and so write down the word input and then point an arrow, draw an arrow, and then write down the word processing. Uh, then draw another arrow from processing and write down belief. And then draw another arrow and write down from belief to behavior, right? So we have input, processing, belief, behavior. And we're living in a time that we need to unlearn some things that were planted in our minds. We all have input. These are things that we see on TV, things that influence us when reading a book things that people say to us, music that we listen to, an email that we read, or maybe inputs from our family origin, like like don't feel this way and, and, and feel this way, or don't think like that, uh, think like this, uh, don't vote for him, vote for them. All these things are called inputs. 
And those are normal parts of our existence. And we live in a world that has tons and tons of inputs. And, and, and so an input is, uh, I remember when when uh, uh, the, the new cell phone came out, I'm like, I, I think I need a new phone because I've run out of memory on this phone because I, I took too many pictures or videos and, and now I don't have enough capacity or space to contain anything different. Uh, but then when I got the new phone, I did the same thing because my mind didn't change even with the new phone. God said, this is transformation when you understand what what re, what loaded in your capacity and in your memory ran out the first time. You're only enlarging your, 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 you're increasing your memory, but you're not, oh God, you're not depleting or deleting the behavior. You have the same behavior with a new phone. And so God was showing me like, you have to change the behavior of what you do. Hallelujah. You have to change the behavior of what you do. And so, and so what ends up happening is someone may have called you a name or described you as someone contrary to what God has said about you. This is called input. So if they described you or they called you something, that's input. And you have the ability to uh, not allow that input to come inside of your mindset. Because what happens is it will take on and point toward processing. So when people have called you something negative or said something negative about you, what happens in the mind is that we'll begin to process the input. You're processing the thought. You're, you're not just processing the word, what they said. You're processing the thought. You're processing the behavior. You're processing trying to see if, in fact, what they said is really you. And what happens is you'll jump from input to processing, and then you'll go from processing to believing it. You Now you believe what they inputted in you, what you process is true. Your belief is attached to what is real, what is true. And so now you're solidifying their input in your mind, and now you believe what they said, even though it was contrary to what God said about you. Ah, oh, God, thank you. And so belief works in two ways. It's a database to reference during processing. So what belief does is it goes back into a database to reference what's processing. And so it goes into the part of processing, takes out what was inputted, and then starts to conform it into a belief. And out of your belief is what you do. Ah, so the last part is your behavior. So your input will process something that was said. Then you will start to believe what was processed that was inputted in you, and that belief turns into behavior. So now you're starting to act out the way that someone said. So let's just take a scenario, for instance. If someone called you lazy, and they say, oh, my God, I can't believe how lazy you are. And they just said it in passing, but but you they walk off and then you're sitting there and you're thinking about that 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 statement that they made about you, that input that they gave to you. You're lazy. And now you're processing it. You're starting to look around at your your house or your car and you're like, Am I lazy? You're looking at yourself at work and you're examining, you're processing this input that was given to you and you're questioning, Am I lazy? Am I like and then you're going back and forth with yourself, like, I'm not lazy. I don't even know why they call me lazy. I wonder if they were serious about when they said I was lazy. Like, I know I'm not lazy. Then you'll start questioning like, Am I lazy though? I know I could be lazy. Now you're starting to change the thought into a belief. I I guess I am lazy in this way. I guess I was lazy. Well maybe I was tired. But they 
said lazy. Well, maybe that is lazy. I guess that, let me look up lazy and see what lazy really is. Now you're starting to believe it, right? And now you've taken on the form, the conformity of what the world has inputted in you, and now you're behaving that way. So, well, I guess if they think I'm lazy, I ain't finna do nothing around here. They call me lazy, guess what they finna get? They finna get the lazy me. Well, you shouldn't have called me lazy. Now it can become an argument. Well, you said I was lazy, so I wasn't finna do the dishes. I wasn't finna clean up nothing. You go, now you got the behavior of being lazy because somebody inputted laziness into your thought process. Does that make sense? So we are constantly getting inputs and we're constantly processing them and we're constantly checking them against our beliefs. And sometimes we're shifting those beliefs into our behaviors. Sometimes we are consciously choosing to behave in a certain way because of input. Oh, God, this is a mechanism on how transformation happens. So if someone could input in you that you're lazy and that you begin to become lazy, then surely someone can input in you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you will behave fearfully and wonderfully. Someone could input in you that you are loved by the most high God and you will begin to behave like you're loved. Someone can input in you, oh God, that you are the head and not the tail and you will begin to act like you belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Someone can input in you that you are the lender and not the borrower. And so now you start saving $20 here and there. So if someone needs something, you can loan them some money instead of you always being in need of something. God said, this is how transformation starts. And, and so if we can be transformed into the conformity of the world, then clearly we can be transformed in the renewing of our minds with God. And so that we can be able to judge his perfect will for our lives, right? And so most of the time, most of the time, the goal to change or to transform happens, like I said, on the outside, and, and it causes what we let inside to come into our eye gates or our ear gates. And, and, and so some of those things that, that will provoke us to change, to be like the world, are the same areas of your mind that can be provoked to change back into the image and the likeness of God. And, and this is what Paul provokes in us. And, and if you go back, the, the text is really provoking us to do a renewal. And, and so when I begin to look up renewal. I, I, I couldn't help but seeing the word vow. And so God says, there's a vow. A vow is a promise. A vow is a commitment. A vow is a covenant. God says, there is a vow into your renewal. You can make a vow that you won't allow input to allow you to process their beliefs of who you are. And you can go back and read the word and make a covenant with me again. I hate that. He said, I want to have a vow renewal service in the victory room today. And I want to remarry. I want to remarry some of my saints today. I want to remarry some of those sons that thought that you've lost it because you messed up. I want to remarry some of my daughters that thought because your mistake was happening, oh God, that I was done with you. I need to remarry you because I need you to understand that the covenant that we had in the beginning, I still want to keep. God said, I want to renew your mind with me so that you'll come back in commitment, in agreement, in alignment with who I am and what I said about you and what I have for your life. I want you to do a vow renewal with me. I just need you to say I do to me. I need you to say yes to me at the altar. God says, I want to remarry you again. I want to do it all over again. Yes, I know about your mistakes. Yes, I know about your mishaps. Yes, I know about your messed up mind, but God says, I still love you enough to remarry you. I love you 
arms and love on you again. Maybe I didn't love you right the first time, but I want to love you again. Maybe you said or someone said that I didn't really love you because you were this or because you practiced that. God says, I want you to understand that I knew all about you before I even brought you into the world. And I still sent my only begotten son that loved you enough to hang on in there. So can you hang in there with me? Will you meet me at the altar and have this vow renewal ceremony in the victory room today so that I can transform you and renew your mind about how you think about you, me, and this whole connection. God says, and then you'll understand the perfect will. So see, at the end of someone's life, there's usually a will containing the inheritance of what the loved one left us behind. And, and that inheritance changes your life, and, and it gives you things that you didn't have or may not have gotten in your lifetime. It increases your ability. It increases your validity, your, your value, and you're able to do more, not just for you, but for others. The Lord is saying today, my word is my will, and there is an inheritance for each one of you individually that I left behind for you, and it will increase your life as you change your mind about living and dying to yourselves. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, prove to them that there was a will for me. Prove to them that you're in my acceptance. Prove to them that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Prove to them that I am the head and not the tail. Prove to them that I'm the lender and not the bar. Prove to them that my word my promises are yes and amen, that you will prove what is that good and acceptable will. God said, prove my will. Prove that I am great. Prove, oh God, that I am the one and only true God. Prove it to the world. Don't be conformed to their pattern. Prove that their pattern was wrong. Prove that their words was wrong. Prove that he got it. It's not a place of pride. It's a place of proof of who your father is. It's proof that I belong to God. Look at me. I should have been and I could have been. And I would have been dead had it not been for his mercy. I got out belong to God because I shouldn't be on this live. Right about that, I shouldn't be on this call teaching right now. But because he loved me and he didn't change his mind. Yeah, got about that. He didn't change his mind about me. And God says, I'm just trying to change your mind about how you feel that you think I feel. He says, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts, yeah, got about that, are not the thoughts that you think I have towards you. He said, I'm thinking good and not evil of you. I understand what you did, but what you did ain't who you are. Help God, deliver in this place. God says, I understand that you don't understand how I feel because you keep listening to how other people feel. God said, I want you to understand me. And so let, let God renovate you today. Let him breathe new life and transform your inner being into who you really are, not what you've done, not where you've been, oh God, not how you behave, but, but everything that happened, oh God, everything that you were before life happened, God says, I want to change your mindset about me. And I'll oppose the same question. Woo, what's on your mind? Oh God. God is a not God is creates a space and a place for you to tell God the truth. For you to tell God the truth about you. And this place in this space doesn't always happen in the company of people, but it will happen in the presence of God. Oh God. God says, I want to create a safe place for you. Whew, Jesus. 
I want to create a safe place where you feel that I, I won't judge you, that, that I won't talk about you, that, that I won't make you feel down about what you did. Yeah, because I know who you are in spite of what you've done. Yeah, God, about that. God says, I want you to understand that kind of love in me. Ooh, Jesus. I want your mind to wrap around my love. Have you ever thought about God loving you after you done did some things and you're like, Lord, Woo. how you love me after that? Woo. How you still love me after I messed up? How you still love me? After I said that, God, how do you still love me after I did that? How do you love me after I I I I I thought that wrap, God says, don't conform to the world. Wrap your mind around my love, and that will change your mindset. Amen. God bless you. Declare victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo. Thank you, God. Woo. God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you haven't had the opportunity to say good morning, Glory to your name, God. This is your opportunity for those of you who haven't had a chance to say good morning. Good morning to you, God. Bless you. I pray this word has blessed you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. This is wonderful, Wanda. Thank you for your declaration. It was awesome. Just absolutely awesome. Good morning, Kathy. This is Tracy. Thank you for that declaration. Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Amazing declaration. And I want to say happy anniversary to my wonderful husband. 24 Mm -hmm. years. Uh, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Good morning. This is Leomia. My God, my God, lady. Pastor, oh, Jesus, what an awesome decoration. Thank you. Thank you so much. And happy anniversary, pretty Patrice. Thank you, God. Happy anniversary, Patrice. Good morning, Pastor Kathy. Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy. Miss Kathy, Good morning, sweetheart. you. Good morning, Kathy. This is Trarina. What a blessing you are. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, morning. Kathy. This is Danette. I wanted to say that um, it it resonated with me. Very wonderful. Um, It pierced my soul. I want to say thank you and have a blessed day. And happy anniversary, pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry. Good morning, sweetheart. Oh, good morning. It's Moxie. Oh, Kathy, what a declaration. I don't know what I keep on hearing. I keep on hearing regulators. Like, you just can't <laughs> regulate it. Oh, my God. I'm being honest. God be praised. Love you. Love you, too. God bless you. And congratulations on your beautiful new grandson. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. He's gorgeous. Good morning, Pastor Kathy. It's Dee Dee. I'm up at this school. I didn't run around. My God. 
This was amazing. Yes, what a pop off mindset. Look, better get your mind right. Okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> get your body right. Yes, Lord. Good morning, Pastor Kathy. It's Krishanda. Amazing declaration. Thank you for blessing us this morning. Love you, love you, love you. Love you too. Love you too. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Kathy. This is Gloria. Gloria, God bless you, sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fire in the hole again. Thank you, sister. God bless you. I love you. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Any comments? Any questions? Did everyone write down those four standards? (laughs) Did they write down those four standards? Do you need them again? Are there any comments, any questions at all? Good morning, Kathy. Um, This is uh, Persistent Priscilla. I'm just sitting over here just um, taking it all in. It it just pierced me. yeah, you are just, God uses you in such a special way, you know. You can hear the fervency and the fire and his presence. Um, it, the person that I hear you talking now is not the person that delivers the word. And it's just amazing to me. It, it kind of gets me awestruck. And to the point where I'm, I don't know what to say because I don't know what to say or how it's going to come out. But I just want to say an incredible thank you for allowing the Lord to use you in, in such a way that's so tangible and obvious. Um, but the words that you talked about, input, and those four words, I know behavior. <laughs> Input, processing, belief, and behavior. Yes, ma'am. Input, processing, belief, and behavior. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to get that in my head. Input, Amen. processing, belief, and behavior. Yes. I love God. it. Amen. Bless you. God bless you. You know what? I, I want to say this, though. I did have a revelation. When you were talking, the revelation that I got, when God has always said you are fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. it's because of this input processing belief and behavior. It's somehow okay. I connected the two. Mm, now we're okay. able to do this because of the way he made us. Yes, Lord. And I, I loved it. So, I, and you know, I love when I get a revelation because I know I'm making progress. And so I just, that's because of what you delivered and I heard this morning. So I appreciate you, one of God. May God bless you as much as you've blessed me. <laughs> Thank, Thank God for the glory. Bless you, sweetheart. Anyone want to talk to Kathy? Good morning, sweetie. Good morning, um, Christina Joy. This definitely blessed, blessed my soul. And when you were talking about the Lord wants us um, to say I do and to get back enthroned with him, it reminded me of Isaiah 54, 5. Um, 
where it says, for the maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. Yeah. Um, it's just confirmation for me that he keeps saying, I, I want you to know me as your husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so good. So rich. So rich. So I say I do. Amen. <laughs> to Apple Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Bless you, sweetheart. Amen. Anyone else before we leave? Good morning, morning. Kathy. Good morning, Uh sweetheart. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. It's Didi. I heard two other people. Um, So you said so much. It was so windy. I'm outside real quick. But when you said how if we really, like you talked about the transformation, and and it so hit me from just what we want others to see from the outside. And like you said, folks remodeling homes and cars and you know, kept in flight, not all of that is good, but the real you is still with you. And so that yeah. transformation is like we renew, we transform everything else. But when it comes to this mindset, it's like mm-hmm. for real. So everything yeah. you said, especially how we have to go from victim from victim to victor and everything that yeah. we've gone through, um, Bishop Hudson has said it happened, it hurt now heal. And then when you said, because when you go to these these programs, if you're not even ready to deal with the fact that that mess really happened, you're not going to heal. You know what I'm saying? You're going to show up looking good on the outside, but that Mm. inside is a holy wreck. But you teaching, you preaching, you doing all that, but you a mess. So I'm grateful for this mindset. Renew your mind every every day, throughout the day. Because this whole crazy world we're in, you got to. I don't care how good you preach the word of God if that mind ain't right. So Mm. thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. And that grandbaby, beautiful. Congratulations, sister. Thank you. (laughs) And I agree with what you're saying. You know, you get to doing all this performing and no transforming. And it's it's difficult because it's like, you know, how how all this word coming out of you, but ain't nothing getting to you. Like what comes from us should hit us first. And so that's why I said my heart was just heavy this morning because, you know, before before anything, God has to whoop me to get back into shape in my mind and the things that, you know, that I was thinking before. And he like, don't, that's where he told me, like, don't take my grace for granted. Like, you keep playing with me if you want to. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Lord. Woo, Jesus. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Kathy. Praise the Lord, everybody. I pray that you would be on the line this morning and look at God. I can tell you have been on the throne of grace and in the room with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And everything you said was confirmation. Don't take my grace for granted. Because he said his his spirit won't always thrive with you. So if you keep playing with him, the spirit is going to leave you and you won't even know it. Right. Let them keep playing with the Lord. He's not playing, and we are living in the last days. You better get your mind right, and it begins in the mind. Amen? So I thank God for you. You're going higher and higher. Amen? Love you. God be the glory. Amen. Love you. Pastor Kat. Yes, This is Gloria. This is Gloria again. Hey, taste this. In your in the in the the steps that the Lord gave us, the input we can get we can get input all the time. But if we never allow Holy Spirit to process it in us and us That's to right. process the truth of the Word, 
it never forms as belief. And therefore, behavior don't show up because ain't nothing happened to process phase. Or only just a teeny bit. That part we want to let go of and let God do. And so that, that's what makes it easy for us to lay our religion down, talk about everybody else, do everything, everything else except for allowing God to heal us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because one of the things when I was studying that the Lord was showing me was that it's the Holy Spirit's job to breathe into us that newness. So the transformation is taking on that uh, that new life, that new creation. And so it's the Holy Spirit's job to breathe into us that new breath of life so that we can, through the processing stage, so that we can believe and that we can behave in a godly way. And not just, you know, not just churches, that we really are kingdom kids. Like, we have to behave like ambassadors of this kingdom. And that doesn't just mean to be strong, you know, and to be <clears throat> in charge. It means to be humble and to be loved and to be meek and gentle. That's how he draws people. <laughs> Thank you, God. But, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. You are absolutely right. Good morning, Good morning. Was there someone? Okay, if somebody. I, I, okay, I wait. Oh, um, okay. This is Swanita. I um, I I just wanted. You had said so much this morning. I really, um, I enjoyed your um, share this morning. So I want to say thank you first of all, and also there were. <laughs> Like I said, so many um, bullet points that I um, picked up as well. Like I know when you were saying something about what was on your mind when you called, you know, um, declare victory this morning, you know, um, you um, were saying, did you pass up the mirror to pick up the magnifying glass? I, I like that because a lot of times we don't see ourselves, you know, but we see um, others and what they do. But, yeah, so changing our mindset. Um, and the way we think um, this uh, input, like you said, the world has so much. We get so much input throughout this world, things that's going on, um, and we look at the outer appearance, and we want to change a lot of our outer appearance. But what we need to do is we need to change that inner um, man, you know, and stay in our word and so that instead of what believing that, that processing the, the information that we get from that world, won't make us believe what the world is saying. And so if we stay in the Word, we will believe what God is saying. So I just thank you for what um, you shared this morning, and God bless you, sister. God bless you. Yes, amen. I agree. The more we get in that Word, we believe what God says about us. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Okay. Uh, this is Pastor wonderful, wonderful. Okay, let's hear from Wanda. I think she was waiting for the um, young lady, and then we'll go to the next one. Amen. Okay. Um, this is this is wonderful, Wanda. And I don't know if I've heard you before, but um, sometimes when I get on the call, I feel like an analogy will be that I went from preschool to kindergarten to grade school, to high school, to college in one declaration. And mm -hmm. and yours was one of those those times. Um and and what I got from your message was 
that I've been believing what somebody told me since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, my my whole childhood, I was told I'm ugly. You're you're not good enough. You don't belong. Um, okay. You just like your daddy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I went from that to addiction as a teenager mm-hmm. and adulthood. And so now in my, you know, getting to my older years, I'm just now finding out who Jesus really is and the relationship that I'm supposed to have with him. So I've often wondered why I've always felt unloved, why I always felt I wasn't good enough. Um, You know, we didn't have Jesus in our household. We was forced to go to church, but my mom and dad didn't sit down and talk about God with us. You know, and so then I internalized that I'm stupid and I'm dumb because I don't know what everybody else knows. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I still battle with that today. Um, um, So now that I'm trying to find this relationship with God, um, it's it's hard to unlearn something you've done all your life, even as it being a thought process and a belief, which is what you talked about. You know, and it's like it's a hunger for me right now that I'm crying out for a closer relationship with God, a closer understanding, um, to speak that um, language that I hear everybody else speaking. I want to be closer to him. But if I'm honest with myself, it's also a a part of me that cries out for failure because that's all I've known all my life. So I don't know. Um, This was just really, really good for me. I mean, I, I've, I've been walking around the house getting ready to work, and I didn't carry this phone with me to every room because I didn't want to miss nothing. And I just want to thank you. I, I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You opened up some doors that was closed and, and let, shed some light on some on, on some darkness. So thank you. To God be the glory. Listen, Wanda, I'm so grateful and thankful for you opening up and sharing your testimony. Um, I'm so grateful that God has pricked your heart to believe what he has said about you in spite of what you were told all your life. And for those times that you felt that you had to be saved in the way that they imparted in you, um, know that God loves you and that he understands that the route that your life and the course and the road that you were on still led you to this call today. So God never does things strategic in how he does it. And so it's never too late, me being 56 years old and realizing that it's never too late for God to change your mind. And that changes the course of the remainder of our lives. And so I just want you to know that I love you. I don't have to know you to love you, but I love you. And that I will be praying for you that you will continue to visit the victory room so that you can get all of what God has purposed for you to have in this setting. Um, And we love you, Declare Victory. We love you. And we're just so grateful for you being here today. So God bless you, sweetheart. I love you guys, too. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so very much for your share, and it just hit home. And I just wanted to say, my mind is made up. I'm on <laughs> yes. my way up. Hey. I'm on my head up. Yes. Going off with the Lord. Have a blessed <laughs> day, y'all. Yes, have a blessed day. I like those uh, old hymns. We needed that in here today. Thank you. Is there anyone else before we go? Is there anybody else before we get out of here? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Good morning. Thank you, uh, Pastor LaFleur. My name is Amandra. And um, I want to thank you for your uh, declaration this morning. You said a few things that really jumped out at me. Um, One for me is some of that um, historical stuff that I am um, carrying around. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like you hit on every, almost every area of human toil or human pain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You talked about proving, right? And the labels people try to put on us, the descriptors people try to give to us, and how we take that on and start questioning who we are, right? And um, that's one area that I have been, like, I deal with. Like, I've been called uh, selfish. I've been called stingy, you know. And so then I find myself trying to prove that I'm not selfish and I'm not stingy and I'm not, you know, um, that stuff. And it just kind of jumped out at me that, you know, I don't have to disprove anybody, what anybody says about me, right? Um, You mentioned Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and, you know, I'm a member, you know. Um, and within the tenets of that program, we are supposed to, like, you know, dig into our past, uncover it um, so that we can heal from it. But I remember when I was first introduced to uh, NA, how immediately I saw God all through those 12 steps, right? Mm, I saw it as a way of, you know, bringing us, back to to god right Mm -hmm. um but even so you know there's a another concept in the rooms that says we are uh self-seed self-centered people meaning we're Mm -hmm. we're, as addicts we're self-centered yeah and i think that's true to this extent towards when i was like in my addiction right but now that i have uh uh that's been revealed to me right then i have to i have a have the means um and the will not to be that way anymore but i can only be that way through uh surrendering my my life to god right and so i don't have to it's like you freed me up it's like i don't have to prove anybody what anybody says about me 
how anybody right. feels about me uh, or what, whatever. You know, at my job, I have, you know, some foes, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I just really have to, like, walk through it, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's those people that we love the most are, are the ones that put, give us input that we process, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then yeah. we start yeah. to question that we try yeah. to prove that we're not. Because if you right. don't, if I don't care about you, I don't really don't care, care what you say about me. But if I have yeah. some type of, um, how should I say, if I put some type of stock in you, then I want you to see me in mm. the light. I want your approval, basically. There you I don't go. have to do that. I don't That's have right. to do that. So, you know, I just want to thank you. Um, you're always powerful when you declare, but you really said some things today that really hit home for me. So thank you so much. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Pastor Kathy. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Oh, man, I'm sitting back in the cut listening. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Ah, mindset. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, you know, I think the uh, restart has been pushed. <laughs> so we go keep you. on going. I really love you. Thank you so much. I will be giving you a jingle. Amen. God bless you. I promise. Thank you very much. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you, sweetheart. Praise God. Hi, Kenneth. I'm sorry. No, hi, it's ahead. persistent again. It, I just want to um, give hi. I just want to give God some glory, and I want to thank you again. As I'm thinking about and processing um, your um, declaration this morning, um, because as you were going down, you know how uh, it's difficult for us to minister minister someone that has done something you know, deep to us, hurt us, whatever the issue is. And um, we we don't process that well in our minds. It stays there. Um, and we don't allow the Lord's word to to heal us, to, to help us through that process. Well, I received a call yesterday <clears throat> from my ex-husband's uh, grown daughter, who I had not spoken with, I don't know how many years, I'll say four, okay? Um, and uh, that relationship was one of those relationships, unfortunately, that uh, was was it was ugly. A lot of things were done that were incredibly hurtful that I'm still and God is delivering me for from it. But I'm still going through that process. But what happened, I was really um, and it didn't stay with me, but I was I was I'm giving God the glory because I was really proud of the work that he's doing in me. Because she called me during church, I replied during with a text. Um, I didn't avoid the call or turn off my phone. Um, thought about it, um, and I mentioned it to maybe one or two girlfriends in the church. Um, and their reply was a common reply. What? Why is she calling you? I don't know. But nonetheless, she texts back and says, "You know, can I talk to you now?" And I said, "Sure." And we got on the phone and we talked, um, and I ended up praying for her, sincerely. Amen. And I received the call. 
But most importantly, when I hung up, it didn't linger. It just didn't linger. You know, um, God came back then with his songs that he'd been singing to me. And I had been hearing. And um, I asked, I'm I'm not finished communicating with the Lord because I know that it's a very toxic family, unfortunately. And I have been praying for them as a whole. And there's a part of me that does not want anything to do with them. But your message this morning, what you spoke, made it clear to me that I'm going through that process, that I'm healing, because I was able to do that. I was able to sincerely listen to her and sincerely wanting to pray for her. In spite of all the crap, you know, that her and her father and I and the family and herself was a part of. And I just praise God for that. And I thank you because um, that was another revelation I had through your through your declaration this morning. So I thank you so much. Amen. God and bless. and God bless you. Let me just add this to you for this day. Um, I understand that they may have been a toxic family or maybe, but be sure to add in your prayer, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. A lot of times we assume that because they are, you know, a certain way that, that, that they've been transformed. They may have information and not transformation. So we have to, to have the mind of Christ is to extend that same mercy that he would for them and not to withhold that. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to not avoid the call, but to take the call to pray for them. But just, you know, I've learned that it's been beneficial to add into my prayer life, you know, for God to forgive them. So that way, that release, um, and if I see them in public and it doesn't jar me or anything like that, you know, I too went through a divorce that I should be, uh, according to man's ways in the world, I should have been throwing a divorce party because that's the conformity of the world. But I didn't because in God's heart, it mourns him when vows are broken or marriages are messed up. So I mourned through my divorce because I could feel the heart of God hurting because of the severedness of the relationship. So we want to take on the mindset of God and not the conformity of the world. And we do that by allowing God's thoughts, God's words, God's behavior, God's conduct, his attributes, and his character to be in the forefront of what we think and how we behave. And so, yeah, I've, I've had that happen to where, you know, it should have been a certain way, but it couldn't have been because I am who God says that I am and my mind has to be like his. So warn that loss, you know what I'm saying? And, and don't look at it like they're toxic. They're, they're people that may not understand that part. But God bless you. I love you so much. You know, I thank you Anyone for what you just said. And I... I just wanted to thank you for what you said because I did mourn that loss and I wasn't celebrating. Um, You know, yeah. Anyway, God bless you. Just love this. Thank you so much. Amen. Pastor Kathy. Yes. Jeannie again. Wow. So how do I, okay. So you said a lot and I thank you for going through all the different lists of things from divorce to broken everything. I mean, this world, we have so many lists of things that we go through, but, for me, and I've had to learn this, 
um, mindset means that even though, um, and you just gave a good analogy, because we feel like they're toxic or whatever, something, we, how do I, how, okay, let me say. So based on what they've gone through, like we don't really know the whole history. Okay. And so for yeah. me, even when somebody says something or offends me, I've learned, because I used to be so, not, I used to be so done. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no grace, because I like, feel like especially, especially if I love you and you got a place and then you hurt me, my process is different because if you hurt me, that's different. I could be mad at you and get over it, but that hurt is different. So what you've done this morning is even made me go deeper in that. So dealing with relationships with everybody from, you know, spouses to, to siblings to children to grand, it's yeah. a lot. And so thank you for just giving, giving me another way to process it and not, my grandmother used to always say, look beyond what your natural eye can see when you're dealing with a person that's hurt you. And you can't always, you know, you can't always try to diagnose them or, you know, and, and God yeah. keeps no record of wrongs. So we have to remember Ooh. that we've hurt people too, but I think sometimes we yes. forget what we've done. We forgot. Yes. Oh, because Come on. they say something and then even if they apologize to me, I'm so better at apologizing from a sincere place. I'm not just going to say mm. I'm sorry if I'm not. I'm just keep it right. 100. I'm go- and I'm not going to say if because there shouldn't be no if in it. That's right. You know, so I just thank you. And as you can hear, my babies are coming on in. <laughs> and I got to get off the phone for my preschoolers. But I love you. Thank you, sir. I love you, too. Listen, we are, I want to take more questions or comments, but I want us to go through this month because there are so many more declares that are coming after me. Mm-hmm. And I want us to be able to just take the time and let mm-hmm. this word just uh, marinate mm-hmm. in our hearts for today. So I'm mm-hmm. going to just pray that God will continue to allow us to be reminded through the Holy Spirit of what the Lord said to us today and that mm-hmm. we can continue to come and be victorious in what we hear each declare or say. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the prayer warriors that, that are posturing their hearts even right now to uh, go through this month um, about the mindset. And and pray for every declare that comes on here through the month of April and for the visionary. Amen. God bless you, declare victory. I love you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. You too. God bless you guys. Have a great day. You too. God bless everyone. God bless you guys. Have a great Monday. Amen.